What happens when water is exposed to EMF or wireless radiation? Here's something you may not know. Water is conscious and it responds vibrationally to whatever it is exposed to. At Omnia we've done an experiment where we froze and photographed three samples of water. Water which was not exposed to EMF radiation, the baseline, looked like this. Water which was exposed to an EMF field, a 5G radiation field in fact, looked like this. And water which was exposed to EMF that is balanced by the Omnia radiation balancer looked like this. See the difference? Remember, your body is 70% water. And here's a special offer for the Journey to Truth crowd. Just enter the word TRUTH in caps at the checkout for your 10% discount. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Just a reminder, Aaron and I will be in Aztec, New Mexico next week for the Sunfire Festival with our Experiencers Lounge. It's not too late to grab a ticket. They have day passes available now, sunfirefest.com. That link is below. All the information is on the website. So if you want to come hang out with us, it's going to be a lot of fun. There's going to, there's a lot of great speakers, some music, some meditations. It's, a lot, it's like a Native American theme. There's going to be a lot of spiritual healing and stuff like that as well. We're really excited about it, and uh, it's just around the corner. So if you want to come hang out, that link is below. And just a reminder that our documentary, The Cahokia Mounds Untold, is now available on our Patreon, and the public date is soon to be announced, but it's going to be right around the corner. We can't wait to release it publicly so everyone can see it. Um, and you might recognize today's guest, Jordan Dreste, from the documentary. He was actually one of the local people who was working on a construction site uh, when they came across some ruins and they did they closed the site down for an archaeological dig. So uh, welcome to the show, Jordan. We're glad to have you here. Yeah, nice to be on. Hello. So for yeah. for those of you who don't know Jordan, which most of you probably don't, um, it's one of the he has one of those stories when he started telling me his story about uh, being targeted and UFOs and there's a whole number of things involved. But it was just one of those stories that it, that catches your attention. It's like, wait, wait a minute, say that again. Like, and you really you started telling your story, and I wasn't expecting it to be as in depth and involved as it was. And you have evidence to support everything you're saying, which a lot of people don't. Um, you have audio evp recording surveillance footage um you have i mean I, I could go on and on but we'll let you get into that but you have so much to back up with what you're actually saying which i find compelling uh guys you're in for a ride this story is is fascinating so um welcome to the show jordan yeah so um i guess i'll start out um it's really it's really an, an unusual story and I did for the longest time. I was like, why is this happening to me? And I think that anyone that's gone through these experiences of being targeted, they always ask, why me? What did I do? You know, you're going back and forth in your mind. It's just, it's mind games. I was kind of reminded of uh, it's wicked games that they play with you. And so um, I started, I've been an electrical contractor for, I mean, since 1999. So we're going on 20 something years here. And I worked as a communication electrician through most my entire life and loved it. And um, this happened, it started happening in the fall of 2015. I had started working for, uh, I was working for direct TV and I was a technician, a communications technician. I did installations and repairs for them. 
And I started working for them around 2013. And it, it was the best job of my life. Like it was so much fun. You know, I didn't see my bosses. I didn't have to talk to anyone. I'd go in a warehouse once a week, pick up my materials and I'd hit the road. And I mean, every day I'd get up, jump in my van, go do my route, come home. It was wonderful. And um, about 2015, I had a daughter. So it's this make my second kid. I, so I'm I'm in this highlight of my life. I'm established. I've got a good career. I've got some money put away. And, um, you know, I I really want to go back and say, I think I was kind of targeted my whole life. And somehow I was ascending up. I was coming up in consciousness or a higher vibration. And uh, so um, anyway, when my daughter was born, I stopped doing a lot of the side work I used to do. I, I just cut it out completely. And I said, I'm, you know, I'm not going to do any more side work. I'm going to spend time at home with my daughter. And life even got better. Now, um, a lot of people that know me, I have a lot of hobbies. And one of them is uh, small engine repair. So in the evenings and on the weekends, I would sometimes do small engine repair. I have a shop out in my backyard. And um, I don't really advertise, but my friends know. And I've got, you know, some some business coming in quite a bit in the um, the summer months, you know, and then a lot towards fall. People want to get their stuff winterized. They want to get their snowblowers going, et cetera. And so I'm out in the uh, my backyard and I have a little shop, I said, way in the back. And I would work late, you know, sometimes 12, 2 o'clock in the morning, I'd be out there working. And it's all started out one night. I'm out there working, you know, and I got the doors open because it's real nice and cool out. And I'm starting to hear like chattering, like people talking, you know, and I come out, my backyard's really long. It's like 250 foot long by 50 foot. And I'm looking around. I got a privacy fence up and I don't see anyone or hear anyone, but I just felt this ominous feeling that I was being watched. You know, and I go back in there and work and I had the radio going and I would hear this chatter and I, I just kind of thought, you know, maybe I'm losing it or maybe my neighbors are getting mad. Maybe I'm making too much noise and someone's coming outside complaining. So I kind of pack it up for the night. And I think that particular night, it was like one or two in the morning. And um, so I go inside and I just turn on a movie. I'm going to kind of relax. And it's a weekend. I think I was on vacation, too. So I was up pretty late. Um I had my schedule kind of off, which is kind of normal for me. So um, during the movie, I thought, you know what? I'm going to check my surveillance footage. Working as a communication electrician, I've got a lot of, uh, you know, technique, uh, cameras and stuff going on here. You know, uh, anyone that works in that field has got a lot of that kind of stuff going on. So I'm looking at my footage on my cameras, and it's just a normal night. Well, then out of the corner of my rear camera... I see this drone fly in, so my shed's like right here, and it flies into the corner of the property, right above the fence line, and it spins around so they could see like right through my shop doors where I'm working, and then kind of, I guess it snapped a shot, and then it went like this, and it goes off into the street behind me, and when I seen that, I freaked out, you know, because I was like, someone is watching me, what's going on? And this is 2 a.m. This camera is on the rear of my house, a two-story house, and it's above my son's bedroom window. So way up on the on the gable, on the dormer. So I go in his bedroom. He's passed out. And I pull down the top. I don't know what you call it. The top part of the window. I pull it down, and I'm standing on the window ledge. And I'm reaching up there to the camera because I'm going to aim it up higher. 
I want to aim it up higher so I'm catching the sky. Not so much my yard, but I want to catch the sky now. I want to see what's been going on. And I'm doing this, and I'm looking at my phone. I'm watching the remote viewing on my phone to see what my angle is. And I see this light shining back at me, coming back at my camera. And I look out the window, and I don't see any light. And I look at the camera, and surely there's someone shooting like a flashlight back. Well, it didn't dawn on me really quick, but what it was, it was infrared light. It was those red little LEDs that you have on your camera that light up night vision. So someone was filming me night vision as I'm doing this. I'm literally re-aiming my cameras and someone's recording me right back. And I mean, I start freaking out. I'm like, what's going on? So I kind of blow it off. But in the coming days, um, and I should have started with this too, even before this, on my route, we were going through a merger with AT&T. It was... 2015 that kind of announced it and it and it and it uh became official i think july of 2016 but when i would be doing my route at work i would always notice or i started to notice there'd be a vehicle parked down the street from my job someone sitting in the car i didn't think nothing of it at first but when i would take my lunches a lot of technicians you'll notice when you see those uh, crews out there you know the cable company or or satellite companies whatever They'll take their lunches. They you'll see them parked in the back of a, a Schnooks parking lot, a grocery store parking lot, you know, a Home Depot parking lot, taking their lunch. They don't want to be bothered. And so I kind of did the same thing. I'd kind of find a parking lot where there was no one, and I would pack my lunch. And sure enough, people started showing up, even in those situations. I'd be in a, a business parking lot where there was not even a business anymore, and some guy would come pull up uh, a couple spots away from me, and they, you know. Sometimes they had tenant windows, but sometimes they wouldn't, and it'd just be two people sitting in there talking. But what I started to catch is they always had Texas plates, and the car was almost always white, you know, SUV. And um, so I began to really be observant, and I wasn't saying anything yet. Um, so in the coming days, I'm back home, and I'm doing the same stuff, you know, with the family. And anytime I would go outside now, I was on alert. And it really, it really was kind of bothering me that that had happened. But I, at the beginning, I thought it was a neighbor. Just wanted to see what I was doing in my backyard so late. And when I would be working out there in the coming nights, now it's not so late. So now I started doing this earlier in the evening just because I thought maybe I was being a little loud at night. Uh, so we're talking 7, 8, 9, 10 p.m. And I would hear footsteps on the other side of my fence, people walking around. Um, I would come back in, I'd look at my surveillance footage, and there'd be a lot of activity going on the street behind me. I would see people crossing from one house, going to this other house, and back from that house, back from these two houses. And I thought, what the heck? And I'm just watching the rear camera. Um, so... I went around and I re-angled all these cameras up. And these were older cameras. They were like 520 lines of resolution. I'd put them in when I first bought my home. I would say around 20, well, 2008. So they were older. The DVR wasn't the best, but it was good for what I needed. You know, I never had any problems. And anyway, after I adjusted all my other cameras up, I started to notice the same stuff happening on the street in front of me, too. And it was these three houses in particular. And I caught this guy. There's a house uh, right over here. He was on the back porch of this house, and he had this, like, Canon camera 
But this thing had like a two and a half, three foot lens on it. I mean, I hadn't seen anything like it. And he's filming my house, you know, and I'm still watching all this on my uh, on my phone, remote viewing or watching in my living room on my uh, TV. And I just I was like, what's going on here? You know what? You know what's going on? And so I called uh, I called our local police department. I live in St. Louis County. I call our local police department and I know quite a bit of people. I've lived here my almost my whole life. And I know like uh, quite a bit of people on the, uh, I like the city council. I know some of the cops and I talk to the chief and I say, Hey, um, there's some kind of surveillance going on and it seems like they're watching me. And he goes, um, well, what's going on? And I'm like, well, I've had some cars at work. I've noticed pulling up on my jobs. And, um, and then I've kind of seen some people, I'm hearing people walking around in the backyards. And I said, so I don't know what it is. We're going through a merger at work. I was like, it could be corporate security, but why would they be following me at home? You know, working with internet and stuff like that, you're, um, they kind of really watch that stuff, you know, cause there, I guess there's a, you know, you, one of the biggest threats is internet attacks. Yeah. Cybersecurity. Yeah, cybersecurity. And I knew we were being bought out. And I wasn't quite into doing the internet. I was still doing direct TV stuff. The merger hadn't even happened yet. And the cops tell me, or actually, I should say the chief, he tells me, he goes, well, there's nothing to be worried about. But if you're being surveilled for some reason, they typically do it from a car. They don't get out of their car. And I'm thinking back. And I was like, yeah, I had a workman's comp case some several years ago. And they almost always follow you. And yeah, I had been tailed like after I had a surgery on my knee. I tore my meniscus. And after that surgery, I left my house one day and this lady tailed me and I caught it right away. She tailed me in the car. So I just took her on a big loop. Like I took her up one highway, made a right, went down another highway, made a big box basically around St. Louis. And by the third turn, I guess she caught on. And so I went back home. I was never followed again. (laughs) You know, they say if you think you're being followed, you're supposed to make three right turns. Like you're supposed to make make a box. Yeah. And so at what point was this before or after the UFO experience when that happened? The UFO experience comes in later. Okay. It's well, I'll, later. Let you, I'll let you get there. Yeah. So anyway, um, I start to be really exurbent and I, I come into work one day and I'm telling my coworkers there. I had two close buddies at work that I talked to all day. We were like kind of a triangle of friends and we talked all the time we we would uh, get supplies from each other if we needed a part or something on the on the job we were just close friends we took care of each other at work and i started to tell these guys what was going on and they they told me i was paranoid you know no no one's following you you're nuts and i was like something's going on i told them about the stuff that was happening at home um and they just they didn't believe it. And I'm like, OK, well, something's going on. They're surveilling someone and it seems like it's me. And I was like, yeah, I could be a neighbor. And they just wanted to see what I was doing since uh, I was out so late working. And uh, it had me feeling real insecure. I felt really insecure and almost I kind of felt like I was guilty of something, but I wasn't doing anything wrong. But I just had this this nasty feeling and so anyway in the evenings when i would come home from direct tv i would uh you usually clean my van out get all the junk from the day out reorganize it and sometimes i got home pretty late at nighttime so i noticed when i'd be cleaning out my vans my van at night 
these drones started to fly over my house and I can hear the buzzing and um, anyone that has a drone and I didn't know this at the time because I didn't have one. You can set a waypoint like you can set, say, hey, uh, longitude, latitude. I want you to go to this spot and just circle it and film. And so I look up in the sky and every evening when I get home and be doing this, one to two drones would show up in the sky and they would start doing a counterclockwise rotation over my property. And I watched them and it was just right over my property. And at that point, I knew something was going on. I'd hear people walking around the backside of my fence of my neighbor's property. My neighbor's, uh, he was an old man. He was in his 70s, 80s, you know, and his backyard's kind of very wooded. So you could be back, no light. You could be back there kind of hiding and listening or watching or filming or whatever. No one would know. And um, my son began to pick up on it, too. You know, he'd come outside, I think, at the time. Let's see. He was probably 10, 12 years old. And um, one day he goes, Dad, someone's pointing lasers at the house. And I go, what do you mean lasers? And I had seen something like it once. And I just thought it was some kids playing with a laser. And he goes, someone's, I see these lasers shooting from different angles and they're hitting the house. And I said, well, where are they coming from? And he goes, you know, he points uh, over this direction. And I hadn't been watching that that area. So I started watching all the cameras. And there was someone, uh, it was a property, it was a duplex that had a backyard driveway. And there was someone sitting over there in a car. And I could, again, I could see the infrared lights shining back on my property from that angle. And that's exactly where the laser had come from. Um, I could see these people in front surveilling and then someone behind me, two houses behind me. So I'm being surveilled from one, two, three, four places. And at this point, I mean, I already know that they're watching me, but I don't know why. And so I'm trying to figure out what are these microphones I'm doing research online. And I think it was some kind of like a laser uh, microphone. You know, they hit a hit your window. I They had some technology like that I had read about. And then I didn't know about mind control stuff at this point. But I go to work the next day and I tell my boss what's going on. I say, I don't know if it's something to do with the merger, if AT&T is kind of watching how we do our thing. I said, but there's no reason for me to be watched at home. And really, you know, they were doing this. They were doing this. They were riding with guys and seeing how we conducted our business. But this wasn't riding with me on my job, on my routes. This was sitting down the street and watching. And it was just very unusual. And my boss, he's really laid back, nice guy. They all were really good people that worked there. It was made it very fun to work there. And um, he goes, all right, I'll look into it. I'll call corporate security. And I never hear anything about it. And, you know, and in the coming days, he's joking with me. He's like, so did you get followed yesterday? And I was like, honestly, yesterday, I didn't see anything at all. And, and what was funny is when I started to go public with this and talk to my friends about it, it kind of died down for a little bit or they got better at doing it. Um, so I never hear anything back. He, he, he says, I never received a call back. And then um, one day I'm working out in the farm fields of Illinois. Actually, I don't know if it was Illinois or Missouri, but I'm out in the farm fields and I'm, I'm putting uh, DirecTV in a bar. And I noticed this FedEx truck, huge FedEx truck, it drives by and it's got another one right behind it. And they kind of park at a nearby business and they're sitting there. And I'm like, what is up with this? You know, I'm like, this is strange too. So I finish up this job and I'm feeling just 
real stressed out. I got all this activity happening at home. It's happening at work. I'm not sleeping good. I'm spending my whole evenings watching people on my cameras. I'm just right. trying to pick it out. I'm talking to my friends about it. They think I'm nuts. I'm telling my girlfriend about it. She don't believe it. Telling my parents about it. They don't believe it. You know, um, and they don't see it, but they don't know the technology either. So none of them understand. They don't know what they didn't know what infrared light is. You know, I'm showing them the footage. They're like, well, that could have just been a um, that could have just been a floodlight or something. I'm like, floodlights don't move. And I'm trying <laughs> to explain to them the technology. I'm like, go grab your remote control and point it at your phone while you're recording. And you'll see that light come out, that that white light. You can't see it with your eye, but your phone can sure see it. Um. So my friends and family think I'm nuts. I take off work that day and I come home like I took the day off early. And the next day comes around and I call into work. I said, I'm not coming in today. I just I do not feel good. I, I basically called in sick. And on that particular day, those two close friends to me, they were followed. The one buddy was followed. He said a plumbing truck kept showing up. The same plumbing truck on. He says, I think he said he noticed it on two or three of his jobs. And I'm like, OK. There's no way this plumber's got a route that close to where you're working. I mean, that's that's odd. And my buddy Don, I shouldn't use names. I'm not going to use any more names. But um, he goes, yeah, I had a white uh, car show up with Texas plates. And I noticed it on a couple of my jobs. And so the very last one, I came out and I was a cul-de-sac and it's parked down the street. And he goes, I got my van. And he says, I made a right turn. And I made another right turn. And I made another right turn, and this car is still behind me. He goes, I make a fourth right turn, and it's still behind me. He goes, I pulled down another cul-de-sac, and he goes, I got in the back of my van. I got a piece of pipe. And he's kind of a hothead. It was really funny, his story. And he goes, I got out of my van, and I went towards him, and he just drove off. And I said, wow. So he goes in to our office at DirecTV, both of them, and they tell my boss, they go, Jordan's not seeing things. This actually happening this happened to both of us today and they tell their story and now my boss is kind of concerned so he i truly believe he didn't know what was going on um i do believe this was somehow tied with the government and at&t i mean i actually i'm pretty positive at this point well at&t is one of the largest corporations at this point i mean yeah and in yeah. doing investigations i found out that at&t's corporate office is in texas and also mm. the NSA is also located out of Texas. And um, it gets a little wild from here. So now I'm trying to prove it. You know, I'm trying to prove it. So my friends at work know. They kind of know what's happening, but they don't understand it. They they kind of wonder, hey, is this uh, AT&T? Is this the government? So I call my police chief again. And my dad knows him really good. You know, I, I kind of know him. And I said, hey, there's someone surveilling me. And it's not me. And he goes, well, I'm just going to tell you straight up. The FBI is in the area and they're doing an investigation. But it's not you. They told me what it's about. And he's like, there's no way it could be you. And he makes it seem like they're investigating like a pedophile or a murderer or something. This is the way he makes it sound. And I'm thinking, man, and he gets really mad at me. He goes, what is it you're doing wrong anyway? Why are you so worried? And I said, someone's watching me and I'm like, calling I'm not doing anything the police. Wrong. Yeah. I'm calling the police. You know, I'm doing what anyone should do. If I was doing something wrong, I'm sure to heck not going to call you. 
Right. But he kind of was ignorant <laughs> right. about it. So I had started recording audio too after the laser ordeal. And I started doing some research and I found out there was a laser mic. I started recording EVPs. Just I had an Olympus recorder and I would set it up in the rooms I was in. And so, um, I mean, I spent most of my day just going back through security footage and listening to audio. And I pick up this EVP in my bedroom. And it's very weird. So I'm on the recorder. It's you can hear the audio in my house, but you can hear this investigator talking and he picks up the phone. He answers a call on speakerphone and it's my police captain. And he goes, hey, I want to let you know. This resident at this address has called me twice and he's concerned that you're watching him. And he goes, I don't know. Maybe he's up to something. It seems kind of suspicious. I just wanted to let you know. And the FBI agent at this time, I know it's the FBI. He's like, OK, well, thanks for the call. And that's all he says. He doesn't say anything to him. So I don't know. <laughs> you know, and he hangs up. But Super what's sweet. more weird, what's more weird is I picked this up on my audio recorder in my bedroom. It was in my bedroom. and. I don't know if it's the same EVP footage, but I'm hearing this, this clicking, like click and click and click. And it's weird. Like almost if you like ran your fingers across mini blinds and I don't have those kind of mini blinds in my bedroom, just like the plastic cheap mini blinds, you go like this and it makes that clicking noise. And I'm like, what is that? You know, and I'm picking up all this interference on my recorders. My uh, internet is dropping constantly. My, um, our, our cell service sucked. Remote controls wouldn't work. We kept having routers and modems go out, like break, stop working. Uh, we had a couple TVs. One day on one particular week, all three radios and all three vehicles went kaputs. You know, and I, there's electromagnetic interference for sure. It yeah. was some kind of microwave technology. And I'm picking up all these weird anomalies on my cameras, like the back camera that showed it would shoot back towards the houses on the back. You would see this weird like square box with these weird colors coming through it. And I, I I knew there was some type of technology being used on me. And I felt like just very scared and worried, you know. And now I know that's a mind control technology to make you feel worried or scared. Um, it's like a voice to skull technology. Is that a voice? Doing? Yeah, it was a voice to skull. And so anyway, I look up and now I'm starting to get into study this um technology and i'm reading about the microwave technology and i'm reading i find all these us us patents on mind control and i think there's like 23 of them you guys have probably seen them oh yeah and, um, apparatus for audio uh listening device and stuff like that and it was very crazy and i printed them all out and i'm doing some research online and one of them explains how it works the piezos Basically, the lasers, it somehow radiates your brain. So it's a laser microwave technology. It would radiate your brain, but it would do a clicking in response. They could read your thoughts. And I'm really freaking out. I'm like, okay, this is this is extremely strange. Um, it actually bothers me to even talk about it now. It actually makes me feel very uncomfortable to even talk about now. But so now, I mean... Uh, my friends and family think that they're going to have to put me in a psych ward because I'm literally going nuts. But my family and friends still don't, or my friends kind of know it work. My family don't believe it. 
And I pull up this Edward Snowden video that I found online on YouTube. And I've never seen this, but on YouTube, and I've only seen it once. I He's doing an interview with something and he talks about the NSA having this technology and they've got it tied into the computers. And he's going, we can listen to people's thoughts and watch them as they form. He's going, as they form, we can see the words pop up on the TV, you know, up on their monitors of your thoughts. And then he could say, like, you know, someone's writing a book. And then you can you can kind of see them uh, change their mind and then come up with a new correspondence. And he was astounded. He says, I was astounded. He goes, I couldn't believe that we had that technology. And I'm thinking about this. And I had watched his movie. And in this movie, he he drops. He's hearing this ringing in his ears. They don't really explain this in the movie, but he's hearing this ringing in his ears. And he kind of a drops. I, I don't know if he had a, a seizure. I thought about it and I was like, man, I've heard ringing in my ears my entire life. You know, it's like a microwave ringing. And I, how I explain it is the old tube TVs. They make that little that little ringing. That high That's pitch exactly frequency, yeah. how it sounds. And then I thought back in my life and I'm like, man, I don't remember hearing that. Those past few years, I don't remember hearing that. Well, what I know now, it's 2023. This was back in 2015, 2016. The higher my vibration is, the less I hear that, the less I hear it until it's completely gone. And I mean, it, sometimes it's so overpowering that, you know, it really screws with your focus. And the more I would research this mind control technology, I mean, like, like you know, people that say, well, I got a, a song stuck in my head or something. And I don't believe that. I believe that that's some kind of a microwave you know, uh, voice skull technology. And what they're doing is they're they're using that music and they're playing it to kind of keep you connected. Because if they don't do that, I think you become disconnected from whatever this is. And I do believe it works. I actually, I know how it works today. And part of it is um, it works through the cell towers, but they also have a, the ability to do this local. Like these guys can show up and point this stuff at your brain, right at your head. And I had watched my girlfriend come home one day. I'm, I'm sitting in my living room and I'm watching surveillance footage live. And she comes home and our driveway is in the backyard and she gets out of the car. And there was this weird anomaly on my driveway, just this dot sitting there idle. And I see it. My girlfriend gets out of her car and I watch this laser beam come up and it's on her forehead. And on my cameras, I see it as white light. And as she's going up the stairs, our deck, I can see that laser bouncing. And she comes into our house through the kitchen. And then she goes down the stairs in the basement. And I can still see the beam of light kind of coming into the house. And as she's going down the basement, this thing is still following her. And I really freaked out then. And I, I kind of thought about it. I'm like, well, that's not coming from the neighborhood. That's coming from the sky. I'm like, so they've got some type of, and I'm going to share a clip of this. I've got a clip of this actually happening. They've got some type of mind control satellites out there that use this infrared technology. And it's kind of hard to see the naked eye. You may have other targeted individuals that have claimed to see lasers or beams of light. But I've got a clip and these things are, they can move them. So they're, they're moving these satellites too. And it's like right out in front of my house on one particular day, there's three of them. And you can see like three beams of light coming down and um to me it's just 
you know, and I'm going back and forth. I'm like, why is this happening to me? Why me? Why? What did I do? Well, and really, well, what? Real ahead. quick, what do you think the light was, the beam, like, coming down to her head? Was she experiencing anything also? She didn't know it. But, heck, like I said, I went through my whole life hearing that ringing and music playing in my head and hearing, you know, voices in my brain that I thought were me. You know, you almost believe so. You should not have an inside voice. A lot of people believe they got this inside voice that are talking to themselves in their mind. No, that's not possible. You got a voice in your mind. There's some type of technology being used against you, or you've got a demon or entities. I was going to say, or entities or something. You've got an attachment. Yeah. But, you know, and thoughts like thoughts don't come in like someone's speaking them to you. You know, if you're sitting there and you think you're thinking and, and you're hearing, this idea come into your brain and it feels like it's being spoken in. It is being spoken in. Your brain is is infinite. Thoughts, your brain doesn't need to think about breathing or heart, you know, your heartbeat. Or or if I'm gonna move my arm left or right, my brain doesn't have it. It's instantaneous. Do it. Right. And I really started to pay attention to this. So I was able to separate from this audio. I was it was working. It was on me. And I think what had happened is in this high of my life, somehow I got disconnected from this technology. We're going through this merger at AT&T. Um, there's this union campaign going on. And I'm kind of against it. You know, I had bad experiences. I was union. I was non-union. I was, I've been on both sides of those fences. I've been in all those parties. And um, I'm just telling people what my experiences are. People listen to me. They would listen to me. They trust me. And... This the more this was happening, I was finding people's trust in me was kind of going down. People didn't believe in me as much. And that's exactly what these campaigns are. They did this stuff to Martin Luther King. They used this technology. Well, they didn't, they didn't have the technology, but they were doing it via gang stalking. And they were writing harassing notes. If you don't stop doing this, you're going to be, you know, you're going to be murdered. We're going to kill right. your family. Blah, yeah, blah, blah. you can look this stuff up. There's a lot of documentation on it. Um. So, you know, we, we do have a, a type of black government or dark government that is trying to keep people down. You know, anyone pops up a power, they want to beat them down because they don't want anyone rising above them. They want to stay on well, top. That's exactly what's going on, you know. And keep I, the control I, system going. Yeah. I think that's a threat to that. They viciously will go after as much as they can. And I firmly, yeah. I firmly believe, like you said earlier, like as as a, someone is truly tapping in their to their potential and raising their frequency, dropping into their heart, elevating themselves, that it's like they pop up on the radar now. And I feel mm -hmm. like that person is now targeted specifically, extra targeting. Like But yeah. And what to that goes along with what you said earlier, that is true. But at the same time, as you raise your frequency, you start raising above a lot of this technology. It doesn't even work on you anymore because your frequency is too high. Right. That's exactly. So, so both of those things are actually true. So they can only do certain things, and then to a point where I think they just can't do anything anymore. Um, or you're exactly or maybe, right. Or maybe some of it's like the uh, the backlash they would get by attacking you when you're at a certain mm -hmm. level would be so great that they know that and they they just stay away from you as well. Yeah. Yeah. And so. I was going to try, I was going to start getting into some of the, uh, the evidence stuff that happening and some of the technology, and then we'll lead into the, uh, the UFO encounters. But 
you're absolutely right. And I didn't know this at the time. I wasn't spiritual. I didn't know anything about vibration, high vibration, low vibration. I would just, you know, for me, it was having a good day. I was having a good day. I felt good. Um, but yeah, and the higher you are, and I mean, I was noticing this stuff too, as, as the coming weeks, like I'd go to work and if I had a good, um, a good day, it seemed like I wouldn't feel so, so worryful and fearful. And even I wouldn't see so much stuff happening around the house either, but it was almost like I was popping into another dimension or in, a, in and out of timelines. I don't know. It was very strange the way it would happen. So I, uh, some of the things that were happening too is we had all this interference with the cameras. Well, the, I mean, cameras are hardwired, but with the internet mostly. And like, you know, we couldn't get Wi-Fi. Devices were dropping out. We had a, the three radios going out in all three vehicles at once was the most weird thing. And then our router went out and our TV. What was strange about it is those were the things that kind of brought me up, you know, watching a good movie, listening to the radio. And now those things all just stopped working. And yeah. um, I start doing some investigation. I get online and I'm on St. Louis County tax records. And you can actually get on there and you can type a name in. You can find out who owns the house, what they pay in taxes. And I'm putting in these addresses for the houses that I'm being surveilled from. And they're all under some management company. They're all owned by the same management company, which I thought was extremely, that's a red flag, you know? Yeah. Right up. And um, I said, okay, something's really going on here. I know it's the FBI. And I see this, uh, this is Wi-Fi network pop up. And it's called Battlefield. They named it Battlefield. <laughs> and then it gets even weirder. So now they know I know, and they're they're screwing with me. My network would pop up. They were they were hacking into my network and then extending it. And I guess they, they were using my own technology against me. So it would say something like, you know, Jordan's network dash one. It would have an extra syllable at the end. Same name wow. and then extra syllable. And I was like, my network's being extended. And uh, we're going to communication electrician mainly do the wiring and some programming here and there. I didn't know a lot about IT and, uh, you know, the technology behind routers. I could set up a network and do some basic stuff. I really got into it. I, my cousin's in IT and he taught me, he goes, well, your Internet's getting hacked. He told me how to get in there. And I could see all the firewall breaches over and over and over again. One day I'm sitting on my MacBook. And it bleeps out. And somehow I see this Windows background on my Mac. <laughs> and I'm like, what? What is going on here? And a Windows, you mean like a Windows desktop? Like on a Windows Mac. desktop just yeah. bleeped into my uh, my Apple. Yeah, onto my Apple um, MacBook. Nothing yeah. weird about this that. Was strange. Yeah. <laughs> so now I'm on the, I'm on the uh, network and I'm seeing devices connected that I don't know what they are. And I'm also seeing all these breaches, you know, you, I can't remember what part it is, but you can go through and see where people have coming into the network and out of it. And at the time, I think those cameras were, were tied in. There they were, because I was watching them on remote viewing. So they were tied into the network too. And even when I would watch the footage, you know, if I, if, if I came home from work and I want to see what happened while I was at work, generally nothing happened. But I noticed on some weekends when we would go out to eat or something, it would be this beautiful night. And then in the middle of the clip, it was like someone cloned in or cropped it in. I don't know what you call it. They would cut and paste footage. 
So you would see this bleep and the footage would be different, like a different day, like rainy or a little bit more sunny or something. And then it would go back to my footage, almost like they had came mm. on the property or they were within view. And so they cropped it out. And yeah. at this point, I know they're getting in the network and I know they're using my own cameras against me. The uh, surveillance had kind of died down a little bit. Well, yeah, because they were watching me on my own. I got something like nine or 10 cameras around my property. They were watching me on my own cameras. And then furthermore, I start getting into our, um, I start learning about MAC addresses. And I realize, actually, I should say I'm told that, you know, every device has a digital number, a MAC address. Mm -hmm. And so I went through the network and I kind of combed it out. I labeled each device what it is. And on the coming days, I noticed that my phone, it would say Jordan's iPhone 8, and it'd have the MAC address. And it would happen. It would pull up two to three times. And then my girlfriend's phone, it would say Stephanie's iPhone. And it would pull up three times. There would be three, two to three of our phones, duplicates. And I'm talking to my cousin about it. And I'm like, why would my device pull up three times? And he goes, sometimes that might happen if you're changing networks, you know, like if you're going back and forth between a Wi-Fi or cell towers or something, you might see that. And I'm like, well, no, we're just at home. Nothing's changed. And he says, well, there's cloning. Some, some, There's a way to clone your, your um, MAC addresses. So I started doing uh, the Find My Phone. When I would be at home, I would hit go into the Find My Phone app and um, just do the GPS to see where it was. And it was funny. It would pull up right here in my own home. I hit it again, and it would pull up across the street or pull up at one of these houses behind me and almost right on top of the houses, the same ones I'm being surveilled. We're going through this AT&T merger. Now we're into the new year. I think it's like February or March. And everywhere I go, I'm noticing this. I, I got some kind of a, I can't remember the software I used. Talking to somebody that are good with this IT stuff. I got some software and I was able to actually monitor it when I was out of the home too. And so I'd be going down the highway and I would just hit the find my phone. And it might show up, hey, you're right here on 70 in front of Lambert Airport. And I'd hit it again. And it would pull up the GPS, but it'd be like an exit back. I'd hit it again. And it might be right on, on cue. And so I'm doing this with my girlfriend's phone, too. She's not with me. She's back at home. So I'm using the Find My Phone app on her device as well. And it's showing up. In the same place, one exit behind me. You know, as I'm going traveling down the highway and I'm GPSing the phones, it's going back and forth from where I'm at to behind me. You know, I'm like, there's no way that she's on the highway behind me, you know, and I, I track it again and it would show up at my home. Um, well, when somebody clones your IP address, they have like full access to everything. They have access to your phone. Like it's, they have it's, your phone. They, they have, have your the phone. Same thing. They can make phone calls with your phone. When your phone rings, that phone rings. It's exact. It's a clone. And um, I don't know how it works with the cell towers, but at this point, I mean, I I knew that. I, like I so I, I I thought it was crazy, and I'm like, what? You know why? I know I I just can't grasp the concept of of the stuff that was happening to me. It was insane. 
I'm thinking to myself, like, you know, the, the amount of technology that was being used against me was was crazy. It was like the if the government used all of its resources to monitor someone, it almost felt like, you know, I'm seeing beams come down from from the, uh, you know, from space, like satellite technology, cell phone technology. On one particular clip I'll share with you, hopefully I can find these two. I've got a camera shooting down the side of my driveway, and you can kind of see past my electrical meter, and there's this blinking red light on it that just, you know, every few minutes it would blink off and on. And I think there's Zigbee or Z-Wave smart meters. This is before the ones we have now. The ones we have now, they can flip a switch and turn your meter off, turn your power off. This is the ones before that. But in this camera view, you can see my meter and the light on the meter is just blinking rapidly, blinking. Almost like you ever look at your router on, um, you know, your computer router or the back of your modem and that little, the, you have the yellow and the green light and they blink as that data is being transferred. You know, they might go mm-hmm. blink, 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 and then there'll really be a pause fast. and then a blink. What they're pausing as the data packets are being sent and received. Well, that's what my smart meter was doing, but it was constant and rapid. And I had remembered people throwing big fits about having these meters installed and the radiation and all that. And this is what I came across. I think his name is John Lilly. So there is a software or, um, yeah, I guess it would be a software. He developed this Lilly wave, he calls it. And it, I can't remember how it goes. It's like a straight line up like that, almost like a heartbeat. And it's implemented through the power grid. And from what I read about it, it's kind of is meant to open up the brain's firewall or the mind's firewall to further the technology, the mind, the voice to God weapon technology. And I'm reading about it. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like smart meters. I'm like, I mean, they could just turn this on on someone's house and implement this technology through someone's home and sit there and manipulate them with this mind control technology and then get them where they want them and then turn it off. You know, and and I I proved this. I started showing this to people. I got a little uh, spectrum analyzer, and I came up in my bedroom and I put plugged the probes into the outlet, and I went into the uh, I can't remember what screen is the frequencies, and sure enough, it was coming right through the grid. You could see it coming through, and I'm like, oh my god, you know. And like I said, I wasn't spiritual. I didn't know about boundaries. You know, we have the ability. I tell friends about this all the time. I'm on a couple of TI groups and I try to help these people out. Some of these, as I, I know what it's like, I've been there and been targeted and felt like it doesn't matter where you go. You know, you don't know where you're, you know, you don't know who is an actual person who's gang stalking you. If it's the government, it gets really bad. And they really put their thumb on people with this technology. Some people, and- some TIs are very, I mean, I, I, I understand because they're going through so much yeah stuff, but uh they're very they seem almost like hopeless like yeah yeah i felt hopeless right. i had no hope i had no hope and yeah. um i mean i was doing some crazy stuff crazy stuff i was trying anything to try and disrupt their equipment you know trying to jam signals do anything i i could but i went through my whole router combed it out i set up my router made it invisible changed the network put two firewalls on which is just insane double firewall 
And I set it up to only the devices that I had typed, physically typed in the MAC address could, could connect to the network. And then I put a max limit to where only a hey, 20 devices can only connect. So with those 20 devices connected, if someone was cloning my phone and trying to get onto the network, it wouldn't allow them. My device, even though they had a clone phone, same MAC address, I even went and got new phones. I got us new phones. I got new numbers. It happened again with the new phones, the new numbers. But once I did that, they couldn't, you know, come onto the network. It wouldn't allow it. They were the number was maxed out. All my devices were connected, and it would allow no more to connect. Plus, you couldn't see the network. Well, something really funny happened after that. The devices would drop out, leaving in you know an open slot, or they would clone another device MAC address to get into the network. You know, it was strange. It'd be something like a uh, called an Alexa. The Alexa would be dropped offline. It wouldn't work, but that MAC address would be being used. And it was so they found that way to get in. These guys are extremely smart with this stuff. They know what they're doing. And at that point, I stopped using wireless. I turned my wireless off and everything was hardwired. So I would keep my phone in an airplane and literally, unless I needed it, I bought a case and I was blocking the cameras on my cell phone. I knew that I was being watched through my own devices. And I knew my tech, my own technology was being used against me. And um, so one particular day, I want to get into this too. I'm hearing, I began to hear these guys talk. And I, I told you, you know, uh, that I, it, I kind of got it to separate where I, I could hear these voices, but I knew they weren't mine. And I hear this guy talking and he goes, he refers to me. He's like this investigator. He called me an investigator. I don't know what that means. You know, I, I kind of wonder, you know, do they manipulate and use people with this technology? You know, kind of, you know, mind control you to go somewhere, go shop and go here to gang stop. I mean, you know, these a lot of these people that are being their, you know, TIs, they claim these people are harassing them. I go and take my trash out and the neighbor comes out at the same time. I go back in my house and no one comes outside. I go take my dog for a walk and all these people show up. Well. If you've got a mass population and they're using mind control technology on them and they all get the idea to go walk their dog at the same time or take their trash out, they just that idea comes into their brain. Mm -hmm. I mean, Edward Snowden said they got the technology and he ex kind of explains it really good. Right. Um, so I know it's possible. And, and the sad thing is, is a lot of people, they don't realize or they don't understand this technology. They don't understand how it works. I've got a communications background, so I know communications really well. I just couldn't imagine just a normal person you know, this happening to, and, uh, I'm documenting everything, everything I do all day long. I'm journaling it. Well, Every, wait, you, everything. Rewind a second. You were, you were saying you were starting to hear their voices in your head. Yeah. So I was starting to hear these people that were using this technology against me. They were using it local. They were using it local. Cause I would catch the, uh, the beams. I would see the beams or my son would see the beams on the house. So they were using some kind of laser microwave mind control technology local. And again, it was the same voice from the, the call with my uh, uh, police captain. And he says, this investigator can hear us. And he's talking to someone. And I've also caught that on my EVP, on my um, Olympus recorder. I've got that clip and I've also got the other. Well, I've got one or the other. I can't remember which one it is. I have some EVPs of this happening and I can't remember which ones I have and which ones I don't have. Um, when this was all going on, I mean, I documented and I kept so much 
so much footage and so much data that I have to kind of go through it all to kind of see what I still have. Um, so I call down to the the FBI. I'm kind of instructed to, you know, call down there and see what they say. So I call the FBI and I, they, you know, they file a report. They got a, a like an operator and she will take your claim. And she says, someone might get back with you. Someone might not. And that's what she said. I tell her what's going on. I tell her who I work for. And no call back, nothing. And I think I made three, three calls, nothing. And what I really started to notice too, my route at work began to be nothing but police, people that worked in law enforcement and fire department employees. Every job, every day was either a police officer. And I mean, I don't think they were involved in this, but I, I don't know why. This was happening, but I knew it was very, very strange. And it was like, maybe I attracted it. But every day, it was nothing but police captains, government workers, and AT&T employees. And I remember going on this one particular job. And this man had, um, it was just such a strange day. It was a brand new install, you know, like a four-room system we were putting in for him. And he had cameras laying around his basement. You know, like you just went and bought like a Costco system and it was laying all over the basement. You you could see the wires were strung through the house. Brand new, nice house, you know, and I'm like, why? Well, I'm thinking to myself, maybe he's just trying them out. You know, he wants to see how they operate before he puts them up. And I'm working down the basement. I'm running wire. And I noticed when I would walk out of range, the cameras are just kind of laying down there, like almost maybe, you know, to make look like they're not being used. Or he was just playing with them, but he was actually up in his office watching them. And when I'd go out of this the screen, you know, I, he would jump up. I, I hear him walking upstairs, and he would come downstairs every time I walked out of view of one of these cameras. And uh, I also started noticing on that job as I was doing this job, a lot of people they would this guy would just pace past his house, go down the street, and come back. Um. A lot of interference. We had wireless equipment that we had just come out with, uh, direct TV, satellite boxes. And we I was having so many problems on these jobs trying to get these devices connected. They would connect. They would drop out. I was constantly going out to my van, getting new equipment because it wasn't working. And what it was is they were surveilling me so hardcore on my jobs that I couldn't even do my job at this point. Yeah. It was interfering with the network. It yeah. was interfering with my equipment. It was interfering with everything. I mean, trying to get uh, the on-demand work and it, it requires internet connection. Uh, the wireless direct TV boxes, they have a video bridge and it was interfering with all of it. Pretty soon my job, you know, I'm doing like four or five a day turns into one or two. And my boss doesn't know this is going on. I don't know that he, if he knows or not at this, at this point, but it gets so bad that, um, I mean, I'm barely doing any work. And so the UFO part of it, this comes in, I buy a brand new camera system, high tech at the time. I think it was 1080p. 4K surveillance wasn't available. I don't think it was available in 2016. I think 1080p was as high as you could go, or you had to pay a lot of money for the 4K. So I buy a brand new camera system. And I come home from work, 
one night and I'm putting up these cameras and there was just so much activity activity that night. There's two drones up in the sky circling on the property and I'm going around. I started in the, you know, it was daylight, but as the night progressed, it was getting darker and darker. So I'm at the back of my house and I'm putting up this camera above my son's bedroom, second floor dormer. It's way up high. I'm putting, actually put two there. One's a long range and one's a short range. And I'm zooming them in. You know, I'm here on my phone and I'm zooming the cameras in like this. And I'm looking at my, you know, my monitor, my remote viewing on my phone to see if I'm getting them right. And I notice something in the sky above the street behind me, real big. And it's got this bluish green light glowing. I see it on my camera and I look back and it's there. So I'm like, okay, it's not infrared. And I see it. And when I would look at it, it would kind of turn and it would go, it would just kind of go off. And I, at the, this time I didn't know, I couldn't describe it until I started watching it more. So I'm, I'm still working on these cameras, getting them aimed in. And I'm on the back half of the house doing the rear cameras. And I'm looking at my remote viewing and it pops up on the front of my house. So now it's in the street in front of me again. And it's and I want to describe the craft. The craft looked like a crescent. So if you look at a crescent moon kind of turned on, turned flat, yeah. that's what this craft looked like. Really shiny metallic. And in the front, it had this porthole window. That was it. The only window, porthole window on the front between the two little, I guess you call it like the clamshell where it kind of yep. the crescent kind of comes together. And I'm looking at my phone. I'm looking at the uh, kind of looking off the side of the house. And I see it there. And I'm just trying to figure out, is that a drone? I'm like, at this point, I don't know what it is. I'm like, is that a drone? Or what is that? And it would turn slowly, you know, like this. And it would go off the other way. And it would always go from west, west to west to east. Always go west to east. And I thought to myself, man, that's really unusual, whatever that is. And I and I remember I didn't hear any noise, but it was over, uh, you know, the street behind me. So it was pretty far away. I put these new cameras up. I go about my business. Same stuff's happening at work. Same stuff's still happening at home. A lot of ground activity, people running back and forth, all that crap's going on. But now it's not really bothering me anymore. And when I would get home in the evening, like I said, I would clean the van out and I would kind of play ball with my dog. I got a little, I had a little Jack Russell Terrier that loved to play tennis ball. So I'd throw the ball. And I generally get home somewhere between five and seven. So right at, right at dawn and i noticed that craft show up at seven well i began to realize it was showing up at seven at the you know i didn't know that originally uh, but in the coming days it would show up and it would show up behind the house and it would just do this number it would come in like this and it would come around to the front of the house and then it would just keep making that rotation and I'd go get my girlfriend. I'd say, come here, look at this. And she would always stall or something would happen. But she would always walk out outside. Is second, Like the second it was getting, it was out of view. Almost like she wasn't meant to see it. Right. I mean, it was just so crazy because I went and got her so many times. This happened. So it ended up happening for seven straight days. And what I caught, what I started to realize by the end of the days is it was showing up at seven and it would make seven passes. And it would leave. And it did this for seven straight days. And on the seventh day, it came from the rear of the property and came 
right up to the house, like right up. It was t- probably 20 feet above the tree line. And when it did that, I could see the mass, the scale of it. It was huge. I would probably describe it maybe as big around as four trucks. Like if you stacked four, two trucks this way and two trucks that way, big around. Yeah. And it kind of just hovered there above the tree lines. And I remember hearing how it sounded. It kind of just had a, a slight hum to it, almost like a refrigerator, not loud at all. And I knew that it wasn't a drone. I couldn't see any doors on it or anything. Completely like a really uh, bright, shiny, metallic. And it just had that one window up front. And then it just turned. It, it just, I, it was weird. Like it was what they wanted me to know what it who they were and i felt good i didn't feel scared or anything i remember watching it and then i was just astounded by it and it turned around and it just went off real slow it didn't hit light speed or anything until it got way out and it just disappeared and the more i thought about it it i just i think i was kind of just so worried about what had been happening on the ground and so distracted by it that I didn't realize what, what was happening in the sky. But the more I thought about it, I knew how it worked, which was very odd. I was like connecting with these beings. And so the greenish blue light coming from the porthole and the claws where it comes together, there's some type of an arc that goes across there that they can turn on and they can project and open up and close wormholes. So that's how it would hit light speed. And I knew that it operated with their mind. It had controls in it. I seen the inside of it. I had an image of the inside that I was shown and it had controls, really beautiful, almost organic in nature, but they had the option. They could control this craft with their mind. They can control it manually. And I knew that they were, they were on my side. Um, star family. I mean, the more I thought about it, I start to realize this, this is family. This is my star origin star family, yeah. but I knew they were on my side. And, and what was great about it is it really bothered the vibrations. And once this happened, it really didn't bother me so much what was happening below. And really what I realized is that, that stuff never did bother me. I was being mind controlled. I was that technology that you would use different frequencies and vibrations to keep you in a fearful, worried state. Um, mm-hmm. And they wanted you, they, I mean, they wanted me to know that they were doing it. Maybe not at first, but the, that's the whole idea by all that stuff is they, they want to keep you scared and worried and hiding. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was really beautiful. Um, i trying to think where I can go from there. Well, but that's I want to rewind a little bit. Didn't you say one time you actually walked outside and saw somebody filming you from the window? Like you didn't just see them on your camera, but you actually saw them when you walk, walked outside. You, you could see the light from coming out, like shining onto your house. Did you not tell me one time that that happened? There was. Yeah. <laughs> and this, that happened more than once. So the guy that had the three and a half foot lens uh, across the street in this side from me. When I was seeing that on my cameras, I actually went outside and observed it. And, you know, they would they just kind of kind of. Run away, you know, or go inside. And I think that's what exactly what he did. He just went inside. He just went back in the house and it was a man. He's down. He had cameras on a tripod and he's like this and he's filming. And then there was a woman standing there with him. 
and they just kind of packed up and went inside and the street behind me they would set up on the porch there was a front porch of a house and they would set up right on the corner same same stuff same kind of type of camera and they would film when i was in the back backyard and so yeah i would see it when i would go outside and i would go outside um and there was one point where they even had a there was a black hawk helicopter head come over and circled my property and just went around for like 20 minutes this thing hovered around my property real low i remember the sound of it it had no lights other than like a blue and green light blinking on the bottom and it was just like a harassment campaign i don't know where to go with it but well when i would use the phone you would hear like you could almost hear people chime in when you'd be on the phone there would be like a mm, you would hear like someone but like chime in and then like monitor your calls and it was very strange too anytime i was talking about what was going on with someone else it seemed that it would start to happen more and more um you mentioned one time you, your eyelids were burned you thought you were targeted yeah, with a microwave weapon that, that's that's recent recent so this kind of abruptly stops and it's April 2016 and I'm being attacked really hardcore one night and I was up all night and now the sun's up and I'm being attacked these people are harassing me and I can hear it I think I'm thinking it's happening outside but I'm like how do I hear these voices so clear I knew they were around me you know in these houses outside but I'm hearing it clear as a bell and at this point I don't realize it was happening in my own my own mind i'm thinking i'm hearing it from outside and it's our harassment campaign my girlfriend and kids are sleeping they had been in bed all night i was up all night going insane and out of nowhere the sky just like got 10 times brighter and i hear this voice come in and he says you're not going to do anything to him you guys aren't going to do anything and it's man with this really strong powerful voice and i like i can only describe it as if it was god and basically puts a stop to it and the sky like i said the sky got bright and it was done it was over and i remember just being like what what just happened and i'm looking on my cameras i can't find anyone everything that was happening was gone it was almost like i had entered into a different reality like where i was was no more or maybe like I said in the beginning, I think I was kind of coming out in and out of dimensions or realities. I it was very strange. But everything was gone. Like the surveillance, I didn't see any of it. The on the cameras, everything appeared to be normal. No anomalies. Internet's working fine. Everything was perfect. And I just didn't understand it. I was just so blown away by what had just happened. So um anyway, coming days. I'm still watching camera footage. I'm still looking for it, but nothing. No audio, no problems with our phones, nothing. And I remember just feeling really, really, really good, like wonderful. Like it's over. <laughs> yeah. It, it was, yeah. well, I felt free. I felt free. I, the only reason to describe it is I felt free. It was, and I tell people it was the only time in my life that I felt like I was me. It, I had never felt this way before, and it lasted about three months. I felt like I was in heaven on earth. 
it was just this overwhelming feeling. Life was really good. And wow, it, talk it about almost, night and day different. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, it was almost like I'd entered into the fifth, you know, people talk about the fifth dimension of being perfect, no wicked, no evil, but I'm seeing, you know, the same stuff. And I mean, things look more beautiful. Uh, the sky was, the colors of the sky were different, darker colors were more profound. It was really, the only way to describe it is like heaven on earth. For a whole three month period you experienced? It lasted for three months. And wow. I, I, yeah. So let's see where we go from there. What triggered it to, to stop after three months, do you think? Fear and worry. So mm. I kind of developed some fear and worry. Um, Your vibration lowered. My then. vibration lowered. So yeah, mm-hmm. whatever had happened had raised my vibration. And um, it, it brought it back down. But none of that stuff happened after that. There was some voice to skull stuff that continued to happen when my vibration lowered but it wasn't what it was it was nowhere near what it was yeah and that's Mm -hmm. and that's what i want to say to you know other people that are going through this when anytime i was able to prove what they were doing it would abruptly stop Mm. so the same three houses that were you know targeting me when i would pull out of the driveway if i went right well, the cars would, you know, someone from this house here, he would follow me. When I would leave my property, the, the house behind me, someone would leave and go right. And someone would come out of the house in front and go left. And they would wait you, at the end of the street. So these so are your actual on, na- neighbors, like people that live in the houses around you? Or are these people that were just hanging out around those? Like, no, they were living in these houses. But at the time, are houses, they still are they still the same people that are there now? So this, this goes back. This is back before before the change he's talking so, about the investigators who were basically using those homes to surveil him yeah. like so they, when I was, well, that's that's what i'm asking they weren't your actual neighbors just normal no. neighbors these are no. people okay right yeah no yeah so in the be- yeah in the beginning yeah when i would leave the property i would be tailed i would be followed by one of those two houses and i would see this on camera after I don't know what it is. I entered into a, so I experienced like a Mandela effect type of thing. Um, and during that, those three months too, I was shown this, you know, I didn't, I didn't know about, I kind of believed in aliens. I didn't know about star origins and all the, the stuff I know today, vibration, spiritual, I was not spiritual. And I'm watching videos on lunch break at work you know, on YouTube videos. And I kind of come across this Mandela stuff and they're talking about all the changes. Mm-hmm. And one of the big one was, was the heart. This guy, he's, he's claiming that our heart used to be on the left side. Yeah. It's like center and, now. And now mm-hmm. it's centered and bigger. Yeah. And I thought mm-hmm. about that. And I was like, man, I remember in elementary school, the teacher would say, put your hand over your right, you know, your, your left breast. That's where your heart is. And I pledge allegiance to the flag. And I'm like, man, center. Right. <laughs> yeah, they didn't That's say center. Either. No, they said left. And so yeah, and right. he's showing pictures. He's like, here's where it used to be, and here's where it is. And then the more I learned about like the chakras, you know, your heart chakra, mm-hmm. your crown chakra, I was like, well, yeah, well, yeah, it's in the center. And it, just, it makes sense. So if my if it's over here, well, your chakra's not aligned, but not I, it was a Mandela effect. And then the spellings, like I remember Jif peanut butter being spelt different than it is now. Jeffy, yeah. yeah. Yes. Baron, or Jeffy. Baron Steen Bears is now Baron Stain. 
And I read that as a kid. So and I read that as Me a too. kid. Me and- too. I was, I'm like, I'm a hundred percent sure. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. And I had a bunch of those books. I read it all the time as a kid. But and uh, I still Mr. Rogers, it's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. No, I watched that show like every day as a kid. Right. It was in right. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, you know. Right. No, it's always been this. It doesn't even sound right. It sounds right. completely wrong because it right. It, so yeah, and um I I mean I grew up life, I don't know, in that world or that dimension. Mm-hmm. And um so I realize I'm somewhere else and I'm realizing difference. Like the games I played as kids, there was a, a system like a gaming system that I, that was old, like should have like released in the nineties. I'm like, I don't remember that gaming system when I was a kid, it was Sega Genesis and Nintendo. I can't remember what it was called. There was a third one. Like, I got to remember that. Oh, turbo Burns. graphics, turbo graphics 16. Oh, I, I can't remember what it was called. Jaguar. I come across it. Huh? Jaguar. Jaguar. Turbo was, graphics yeah. 16. Yeah. Jaguar dreamcast. But, so I'm seeing all these different things, but and this is during the three months that were just profoundly awesome. And I'm like, man, this is, I don't know what happened, but this is awesome. And I'm telling my mom about it. And I'm like, you know, my heart used to be over. I'm like, I'm not from this dimension. I'm from somewhere else. I'm not from this world. She's like, what are you talking about? Our hearts. I'm like, well, maybe you're from here. And I'm trying to explain it to her. I'm like, Bernstein Bears, uh, uh, the what is it Bernstein Bears and now it's the Bernstein, Bernstein Bears yeah. Stein. AI, well, it AI. all means it all means something. And I and I remember watching that movie, you know, Magic Mirror on the Wall. Or, yeah, now it's now or it's mirror mirror on the wall. Mirror. Who's the fairest of them all? And now it's Magic, Magic Mirror on mirror. the wall. Right, it wasn't no. like no, that. It, was, it wasn't. Yeah, it was Mirror Mirror. Yeah. Uh, and, people, well, Mandela Effect gets its name from a, a whole bunch of people. Remember, remember. Nelson Mandela dying in prison in the eighties. Right. And then suddenly that never happened. And he's still, and he, you know, yeah, he died, he, he died later. He died later. Right. And yeah. And so, I mean, it's just crazy talking about that targeting stuff. It really even puts me in a low vibration. So I tend not to even watch, like I, I watch comedies. I watch upbeat stuff. Any anytime I I kind of get into that, it kind of really I start feeling that uncomfortable mm-hmm. feeling, and honestly, so I realize I'm in a different place, but I'm happy. Life's good. Everyone's so much nicer, and I'm coming to them. I'm still talking about this stuff. I haven't let go of it yet. I haven't let go of it, and I'm telling people. And it didn't matter who I went to; they would do nothing but believe in me and bring me up. And I'm like, this is weird. Usually when you tell someone something, they're skeptic, they got questions. No, that can't be possible. You know, and they would just discredit what you would say. And I mean, I'm going way back in my life, but it seemed like people were just different and so much happier. And they were at work. Everyone looked the same. They were the same people. I mean, maybe it's the higher self or an alternate inversion. But so life was just grand. And anyway, I, I lowered my vibration with some fear and worry. And I, I think maybe it was over money. Um, we yeah, had a lot of, I mean, we had a lot of toys back then. I, I was making good money, but, and I, when my daughter was born, I, I kind of gave it up. I'm like, I'm not going to do all this extra work and I don't need these things. But anyway, I got myself in a fearful state. And I remember this real negative voice or negative thing. And it's kind of taunting me. I can hear it in my mind. And it says, don't, 
I'm going to put you, he, he says, we're going to put you back on this machine. And then he said, don't listen to this machine. He was using all this reverse technology. And so this machine was nothing but, it sounded like a robot, but it was nothing but torment. And it was continuous. Remember I told you about the radio playing in your head, hearing a yeah. radio song? That was basically what it was. It was, we got in and now we're going to keep disrupting you so that we can keep in, so we can stay in, so we can manipulate and control you. That they need they they need some way to keep you connected to whatever this technology is, and so um, that's why you know when you're you're up in a real high like I was in a high state the other day, good vibration, feeling good, and I I go to Menards to get some building materials, and everyone's just being really ignorant to me. I mean, I hadn't done no nothing. Reason. Cash register, like you know, later I hand her a rebate offer, and she hands it back to me, and I'm like, well, what's left on it? She's like. Uh, when you use it next time, it'll reflect a change. I'm like, why, why don't you write down the difference? You know, you you use your debit card or your a gift card at Home Depot or anywhere, and there's money left on it. They'll write it down. But everyone's being real ignorant, and so this is what I began to realize: is you're going up in vibration. They need a way to keep you chained up in chains. Down. And, and so someone, down. so something would always happen, and. I like this stuff in Hawaii. It's it's really dragging on me now. It's 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 horrible. It's horrible. And it, I feel. Why do you think they did? One of the biggest reasons they did that. What what do people say about Maui? It's the heart chakra of the planet. Yeah. Well, if this was an attack on the heart chakra of the planet, I don't know what is. Right. right. Keep right. the vibration lower. <laughs> True heartburn. Right. But it's it's nothing but, you know, they just want you know they're keeping you connected. So they can use you, manipulate you, make and make the world just how they want it. Uh, I think someone said like the ley lines, the ley lines in the spiritual places on earth, they could be used for good. They can be used for evil. You know, if, if people are doing evil things and kind of get a power on top of you, they can kind of keep you at bay. But if you rise above that, you can change it all. And that's what it's always been. I mean, that's what I see. Um with it and so i kind of i mean i've been struggling around it's 2023 now i've had my ups and downs and it it seems like it was before i mean before all this happened like i would say my earlier life but i know i'm in a different place so what i truly believe is that they got in with the technology i am in a different place than i originally was they're getting in, but as soon as it closes, you know, I it goes away or I raise my vibration and come out of it. It's the same thing over again. It's like heaven on earth and it comes and it goes. And I mean, anyone struggling with this, I could tell you, if you can prove it, that's good. It's good to be able to prove it because they, you know, you can stop it. You can stop it. Mm -hmm. But really, you're better off to they want your attention. Um they want you to to be afraid to they be They want paranoid. you to be afraid. They want you to be scared. They want you to be dwelling on it. If you think of yeah. evil, I mean it's it is a dark government, but it's really what it comes down to. Everything in the world is nothing but evil versus or light versus dark. Yeah. Dark. That's all it is. And it doesn't matter, you know, what religious and, group you are or what you know, if you're Republican or Democrat and you're union or non-union, yeah. it doesn't matter. That evil can get into it can get in the churches. I've seen it there. It gets oh, in yeah. the union, non-union. It gets everything. In, it gets into both parties. It, it doesn't matter. 
and that's right. where it's at. They've infiltrated all of that stuff. And really, who cares what anyone thinks? It should just be, right. you know, you and God and who gives a crap what anyone thinks or what anyone says about you. But if you are it's not, better, you're better off just to try and, you know, and do. So I went from literally being a lunatic. It, it, I was doing all that crazy stuff. You know, the TIs, it, it, they make you, they really try to make you look crazy. They're just trying to discredit they try you. To make you. You're a person of power. Yeah. People listen to you, people follow you, people want to be around you, and they want to put you in a mental hospital. Mm-hmm. They want to dispower you so they can stay in power. And that's what it is. And it doesn't matter. It it anyone can come up and be a guide, a guiding light. Many of us in our spiritual group, our, you know, our our peers have come up and have been a guiding light for so many. And that's really what it's all about. And they're trying to keep us at bay. And so what I realize now is, yeah, I'm a star seed. And there's a lot of us here. And obviously they're trying to target the empowered ones. Yeah. And, um, yeah, but yep. you're better off to just ignore it and and do whatever you can to to live life and raise your vibration. You know, if music brings you up, do music. If if uh, reading whatever whatever it is, racing cars, woodworking, whatever it might be, if it brings your vibration up, makes you feel good, that's what you should do, just right. to come out of it. You I are mean, you... more powerful than you realize, and that's right. What they- that's what they hope you don't realize so they can keep manipulating you and keep feeding off of your energy and you're constantly giving you're you're we're the ones feeding the dark and that's the whole game and the second we realize we have the power here we've just been manipulated to into fear of all these things and feeding the dark feeding the control system we're the ones keeping it going (laughs) like we've been manipulated into it game over the second enough of us realize that and wake up and start raising our vibration and then boom it's done right that's what's happening that's why they're flipping out and doing things like the maui thing that just happened because they're that desperate yeah and that's that to me is insane i do want to say though you you nailed it on the head when you said they want you to give it your attention and focus like like you Mm -hmm. like you become obsessed with it because you have proof you're like well first of all when it's new you do become obsessed with it because you because you want to know what's going on. Now you understand all their tactics, all their ways, how the world is ran, the shadow governments. All once you finally grasp all that, you can you you get it. Now you don't have to look into it and discover that it's happening. You understand right. that it's happening at the, at lengths and depths that you we can't even fathom sometimes. But when, right. now you realize that it happens, you can rise above it. Now you understand, and you don't have to give it your power. You're like, oh, okay, I see what they're doing now. I'm going to go do this and counter it instead of like, well, what's happening? What's happening? Cause it's not new anymore. So no, if you can, if they want to be doing to... exactly what I was doing. And so right. you know, late, later on, I began to be able to connect with, with star beings. With, I mean, with angels and they would tell me that's exactly what they want you to do. They want you to act nuts and get mad and throw fits. Yeah. I would get so upset because I'm, it would be happening to me. You know, I'd hear it or I'd see it and I'm trying to prove it to people and get so upset. And they go, that's what they want you to do. They want you to storm out of your house and mad throw that's, a big scene out in the street. That's the trap. They, that's they want the you. Trap. Yeah. And yeah. and they did, they did make me look really, you know, I look back at it now. I don't give a crap. I don't give a crap what anyone thinks either. But I did look kind of crazy for a while. My I got a huge family, brothers and sisters, and they all came over and they supported me. My family's been a big support, but I know a lot of people that go through this. It's like their own families that turn against them, their friends that turn against them. 
And mm-hmm. I did have a few friends that turned, you know, it kind of went the other way, but they weren't close friends. They weren't real. But right. my friends and family have stuck by me. And um, heck, I continue to, to, to have visions. I mean, it's really beautiful now. I have these beautiful visions, you know, from, from star beings that happen. I have, I've seen visions of, of heaven. I've seen visions of Lemuria, um, all kinds of different stuff that happens and i can all i could say is you know the follow the you know you got to follow that guiding light um do whatever you know bring brings you joy brings you happiness and don't let things get you down right. uh, don't lie. Gonna, I, I mean i'm a you know you can really manipulate people with and a lot of people are they don't realize it how much they're being controlled by like fake news or just putting stuff on the news right my mom i like to use her for example uh, over the winter we had a there was a chance for snow the next day and they made a big deal about it. And she says, I go to the grocery store to get milk and eggs. And I'm all the way in the, she was all the way in the back of the store in line to get milk and eggs all the way in the back of the grocery store. And I get a call from my daughter's school. They're calling off school the next day, you know, and now nowadays, if you have a snow day, they just go virtual since COVID the kids can go they just yeah. get their tablets out and they do a snow. It's a really easy day for them. They get off at like one and then go play in the snow, which is really cool. I really think it's neat, but they didn't, they weren't prepared for this. So they didn't have their, their tablets. The next day comes, we didn't even get a quarter of an inch. Right. They had called off school. People went, ran out and got food. And that's just, I mean, that just goes to show you, you know, it's, you know how much you can man- manipulate people. So, I mean, I'm a, how much but, fear people hold in their yeah. system that yes, but you become addicted triggers to them it. so much. They're oh my god, I gotta get, I gotta right. They you know they flip out at the slightest. Mm-hmm. Well, and they, they uh, the media they really become addicted to it. The, oh yeah, the, the media uses hypnotic mind control frequencies as well. Uh, yep. I've heard people describe that it even comes through your TV while the TV's off. Like and it gets that it can be that crazy, but definitely while you're tuned in to the broadcast like it's not just what they're saying there's there's extremely low frequencies elfs being literally beamed into your head they bypass the eardrums it is a type of your tv is a type of voice to god voice of god device oh yeah and yeah it can be used against you especially if you're if you're watching that the the negative or you're watching all the bad things that are happening in the world not that we shouldn't be mindful of them because we sh- we certainly should be like you know i wish i could be over there doing something right now in maui i I really, I really do. They won't let anyone in. And, but yeah. um, you, you really, you got to be mindful of it, but don't let it run your world. I, I mean, right. I see a lot of the, s- uh, the older folks see and they just happening. see the agendas and, right. and understand who you really are. Cause you're not this body. You're not this little thing that no. has no power. You are so much bigger than that. You're not just this body. But uh, it's- there is no death. Death is an illusion. So, so, you take away you, you, if people can get over the fear of death because there is nothing to fear with that. Right, there isn't. Uh, basically, all the other fears go with it because what else is there to fear if if you can kill this body and you're not killing me, you're just killing this body. Right, and I'm gonna keep living on. We're eternal right. beings, so why would I ever be? Why would I be afraid of anything in this 3D temporary experience? No, I think <laughs> you know, we all. Nothing- we don't worry about the same stuff. We worry about what people think of us or we worry about the choices right. we make. And it's it's all and that's what they want. But we're all one. You right. know, we're all one. It's no mistake that we are on this planet, all of us. But we're also we're all so divided. You know, we've got borders. 
you know, and different little parties and groups that we're a part of. And it's not mm-hmm. meant to be like that. I, I really no, believe, it's you know, it, it's, it's about unity. That's why they call it a university. You know, it's not about diversity. Mm-hmm. It's really a coming, coming together. I, you know, I'm a big advocate. I don't, I don't believe we should have borders. I, I kind of would like to see that go away. Oh, one day. Really, but yeah. not, not under the control system. Yeah. That that's going yeah. away first. And then, yeah. And watch it. I wanted to elaborate too about your, there is an AI presence and I believe it is the 3D matrix that we've all been experiencing. I don't think it's anything new. They're talking about doing it on Maui. I think we're kind of undergoing it now. Um, And I want to get into, I want to tell this story really quick. I was thinking about it. My kids, they're my daughters, you know, she's on her tablet a lot. My son plays video games and they're just really they get really grouchy. They're really crabby. They don't get along with one another. You take them out in nature. You you, you get rid of the electronics and all that. And, you you know, you kind of get out in nature. I just took them to the pool the other day and they played and with each other and loved each other the entire time. They're like different people. So like you're saying with that technology coming through those devices, I really believe it's true also. And even me, heck, I might be trying to bring myself up. I'm using technology to do uh, scripture or a meditation. And even then it, it kind of has, I feel like it, I would be better off just to go sit out in nature. It would work better. And a lot of times it does. It's very important just to get it's out, disconnect. Ground, get out in nature, like get fresh air, get sunlight, connect well, with spirit, uh, meditate, stop eating crap, <laughs> stop watching yeah, the news, or just all these things that lower your vibration and keep you feeding the control system and keep you keep you down keep you in fear keep you in lack mentality keep your energy low right that's what they yeah. want that's when you look at everything they push is all things that that keep you in those states right sure yeah and, and it's tough really- i mean it's tough to even expose it doing what you guys is doing it's so necessary and it's like i said it it, it i have a hard time i mean even telling this story it really it, I really get into that that fearful state and that worry state, and my 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 brain isn't just it doesn't work right. It um, yeah, it, it glitches you out. It glitches um, out, and almost right. I you know I want to go through some of the experiences going through that. I it even feels like you you know it's an AI, you know it's an AI technology with evil behind it. You know it. And I remember yeah. going back and forth. Is this, is, are these, is this a, an evil entity or is this some kind of a technology? I remember going back and forth. Well, it's both. It's both. It is both. They're using both. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. it's our power. Like you said, it is our power and we're taking it back. Um, and that's all it is, is they, they, they need to get in there. They, they don't, they don't have power. They leech off our power. Right. And that's what they feed off. They feed off that fear and worry. We're the yeah. batteries running the system. So yeah. Like matrix. It's, it's a matrix it is a documentary. It's, yeah. They, you know what? what and the is. spiritual beings, I felt like I felt so, like I felt to watch that. And it was funny. I was watching Tron a whole bunch during a lot of these experiences. But I, I have, some of those movies really play it out well, like Tron or or the Matrix, Bliss. Bliss. I've seen mm-hmm. Bliss. Yeah. Bliss is a good one. But, but in that reality, we do it on purpose. You right. know, we, we do it so that we can appreciate and you do. I mean, I am very appreciative when I raise my vibration. And I think that's one of the most important things just to be thankful for what you have 
And if you're in a hard spot and you're going through that stuff, it's like if you can ignore it and just be thankful for what you have mm-hmm. already and thankful for the good things. And heck, I've got a kind of a Christian background. I, I don't belong too. to any any group too. Or, or I don't I don't belong to a church or anything, but you know, it says and it says in the Bible that you should thank God for your bad experiences too, because even though they are wicked, they might be evil. They there's, there's some good that's going to come out. There's a learning curve that's going to come out of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I really the feel blessings in disguise. Yes. They had blessings in disguise. And, and it just, you know, it's like when you've worked really hard for something and then it gets easy and you're like, you're, you're just really thankful for it or you come out of it. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. Jordan, thank you so much for joining us today and, and coming so forward much. and sharing your story for the first time oh, publicly. And no uh, we really appreciate you coming on. Um, and it's your testimony is just proof. Again, it's proof that this stuff is happening. And thank you. I, I think it's very real what's happening. I've experienced it. A lot of our audience has. We've had we've interviewed targeted individuals before, and any advice that anyone can bring to the table to help someone right. else out of that situation. That's the most important part. And that's what you're doing. So thank you. And uh, is there any last word you'd like to leave us with before we wrap this up? Uh, no, I don't think there's anything. Uh, I just want to you know, tell people, I mean, there is hope even when you feel it's so bad. And I've, I've been there. I've been there for a long time. There's yeah. hope and you will come out of it. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, absolutely. Absolutely. It's yes. only a rough patch. It's not a rough life. Um, unless you're we are we are the hope. And that's what we are the ones we've been waiting for. You right. Know? Mm-hmm. We need to Definitely. all realize there's not it's not about an external savior is gonna come save us. We're gonna wait on that. No, we're the ones creating your connection to source, God, whatever universe, whatever you term you want to call it, is crucial because that's it, you know. We're I all mean, part you, of it. You are God. Yeah, I mean, we're exactly. all we are all part of it. This whole everything, exactly. And God is empowering you. He He's not trying to hold you down, and He's trying to pull you up into power. That's what He wants to do. So there's a lot of there's a lot of confusion on that. You know, He's oh, trying yeah. to empower you. He wants you to be strong and powerful, and be able to deal with things like this when they come up. And right. um, yeah, we've just been exactly. held down exactly nailed it right all right well thank you so much this was this was incredible uh, i'm sure the audience enjoyed this and guys just a reminder you can go check out our documentary on patreon it's only five dollars a month to sign up um, and it will be released publicly shortly but jordan is in the documentary briefly sharing some of his experiences surrounding the mounds and what happened in st louis and Aaron and I will be in Aztec, New Mexico next week for the Sunfire Festival. If you want to come hang out with us, tickets are available below at sunfirefest.com. We hope to see you there. Have a great evening. We love you and good night. Good night. Good night, guys. A lot of this information has been kept uh, uh, sort of locked up or kept undercover because of the invasion of the Smithsonian group way back in the 1880s. What actually happens is it's not taken to preserve it, it's taken to hide it. And um, about four and a half miles from here, a cave was discovered. It's not really a cave as such, it's a man-made cavern system. But how the hell do you get that much granite? Because the granite on the base of that damn near weighs what the dirt on the top of it weighs. Nobody knows what's underneath it. I've heard a theory that there's a spaceship underneath it.
there was copper and steel plated artifacts that depicted men in armor with shields and helmets. Including right here at Cahokia, there were reported two giants with double rows of teeth and six fingers and six toes. Extra vertebrae or extra ribs in their cage. These are different races of people. They're not just regular humans. Definitely is a stone burial chamber and there's a large body in it, uh, bones. I would say 15 to 16 feet. I saw different types of extraterrestrials here with the Native Americans. The peoples of the Cahokia Mounds actually saw the Birdman as some kind of cosmic being and not a humanoid being. So this Birdman was the last in the pure and the true of his kind. So yes, there, are, there were rituals or there were dances and celebrations and people would dress up like the galactic beings that were visiting, um, but there were actual physical galactic beings that were visiting. 